Hey, it's Rob with Two Travel Dads Podcast, and with me I've got... Oh, hi, I'm Chris. Yeah, good times. And then we also, um, if you listen to our episode about the Painted Hills of Oregon, uh, we have our friend Kelly back, who is hey. a local Gorgite. I guess, Gorgite. Gorgonian. Gorgonian. <laughs> like I like that, a Washingtonian Gorgite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so she lives and gets to get play tourist basically all the time around the um, Columbia River Gorge, including the Hood River, the Columbia Gorge Waterfall area, the Dalles, all that stuff. And that's what we're talking about today is um, the Oregon side of the Columbia River. Lots of cool stuff. So yeah, good times. Yeah, it's do a beautiful you, place. Do you want to start at which end? Do you want to start at the Dalles end or do you want to start at the Waterfall end. Waterfalls. Oh, yeah. Waterfalls. We kind of got it. Because they're amazing. Amazing. Um, so before we dig in, uh, which is your guys' favorite of the many waterfalls? Okay, I'm going to give it up. This is this is big. Us locals don't like to do this, but it's called Falls Creek Falls. No, that's on the Washington oh, side. You can't talk shoot. about that in this episode. For me, it's Multnomah Falls. Yeah, Falls is beautiful, and Horsetail Falls. On I the like Horsetail Falls too. You get Here wet I there. I thought I was giving you a gift. And <laughs> I'm taking it back. No, we'll talk about that when we talk about the Highway 14 side of the river. Okay, all right. But you're right. Falls Creek Falls is a maze balls. It is. Hey, hey, it rhymes. Um, so yeah, so Multnomah Falls gets the big win from you guys. Um, I gotta say that. Lit- how do you say it? Latrell Falls. Is that how you say? Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Latrell <laughs> <laughs> Falls is my favorite, and the kids really like it too. I think it's the most dramatic of all the waterfalls. Traumatic or draw? Duh, duh. What makes it more dramatic than Multnomah? Because of the awesome cliff that it comes off of into an amazing plunge pool. With why don't we go in order of these sites along the historic Highway Thirty? Through the Columbia Gorge waterfall area, and when we get to Latrell Falls, I'll tell, I'll gush about why I think it is so Perfect. cool. Perfect. Let's gush about waterfalls. Sweet. Um, so to visit the Columbia Gorge waterfall area, you are going to be starting either in Portland or in Hood River. Um, we're going from the Portland end, so we're traveling from west to east. Um, the first big stop on Highway 30. So this is this is running parallel with Interstate 84. So you have to intentionally turn off of 84 in Troutdale, and um, which has got a really cute downtown. It's yeah, kind it's of old cute. westy, and it's an old is it an Good old logging towns. town. I think so. Yeah, most of that area was logging. Yeah, and then um, from Troutdale, you just you go along this tiny little two lane highway that is really windy, where you really cannot drive distracted. No, it's tiny. <laughs> it has a nice little white fence that goes along the side that is not going to keep you on the road. So pay attention, enjoy it, but have somebody else take pictures. Um, and your first stop is going to be Vista House, which is pretty cool. It is. It has beautiful stained glass, Yeah, as I recall. Yeah, so Vista House is this, um, it's a structure up at a Vista overlooking the whole Columbia River before you get to all the waterfalls. And um, it's Art Deco, so it has amazing Art Deco um, leaded stained glass. And there's also facilities there, which is nice because kids have to pee and I have to pee. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so that's kind of your first stop. It's where you can kind of get your bearings and find out what's happening, probably see a lot of motorcycles driving. Um, And then (laughs) 
<laughs> but then once you do come down from Vista House and the crest, then you'll be down at Latrell Falls. Um, and as we started to talk about, that is my favorite of the waterfalls. It's really tall. Um, and if you look at our blog post, it's all about this. I even call it the prettiest of the Columbia Gorge waterfalls because it is. Um, it's not a like crazy raging river coming off of a cliff, but it's got a beautiful like broken basalt cliffside that half of it is covered in this like fluorescent green lichen. And even on a dark gray day, which Oregon has, it still is glowing and beautiful and bright. And the trail is really, really easy. You can do it with a stroller. Um, kind of like with the Painted Hills trails, it's a simple quarter of a mile, which that's great for us. <laughs> and yeah, when you get down there, there's a beautiful splash pond that you can go to if you want, or you can stay on the trail. And yeah, so that's why I like Latrell Falls. Because you can get in the water there too, which is you nice can if in you the want summer. To. It's, yeah, yeah it's, they're, they're not all accessible that way, so. Yeah, and so, you know what, before we go too far, when do you, when would you guys say is the best time to actually visit the Columbia Gorge waterfalls? Would you think, do you think summer when it's warm, or winter when there's been lots of rain, spring when you got snow melt? I think spring, because they're really running it at top capacity, and the flowers are out. The wildflowers are pretty epic in the springtime. That's a plus for the flowers, but I'm leaning more towards summer because it's really warm. So it's nice to be in a really warm climate and get splashed with water. And I prefer that versus like being cold. So, yeah, I think the first time we took Oliver to Multnomah Falls, which we'll get to, it was freezing cold and we were completely bundled up and we got soaked. Because what's that's their memory. They don't want to go back. Yeah. So be cautious about taking kids to the area. And um, I think late spring when you're getting snow, snow melt, um, mixing in with the beginning of nice weather. I think that's a great time. So that's my pick. But moving on from Latrell Falls, um, Bridal Veil Falls is the next one. You, you most of these waterfalls that we're going to talk about, you can usually see from the road or from a rest stop along the way. Um, Bridal Veil Falls, you can't, though. You actually have to hike to it. So that is something that you can plan if you want to do that. That's going to add quite a bit of time. It's, I want to say it's a two-mile hike in um, or round trip. So, you know, plan appropriately, hiking shoes, and be ready to get wet. And be cautious. They're, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's rocky and muddy and the trail and mossy. moves and changes yeah. with the rain and people have passed away trying to take good pictures and yeah. fallen right off the cliff. So, you know, just be smart. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, that's Bridal Vale Falls. It's definitely a hike. It's not something that you can just be like, I'm just going to go see Bridal Vale Falls for the day. You need to go and actually plan it. Um, the next one along the way is Wakina Falls. Um, this, the kids love this one because of the picnic area and rest stop that goes with it. <laughs> it's all about the rest stops. It is all about the rest stops. But you know what Truly. though? The bathrooms of that one, have you been to the bathrooms at Wakina Falls? Yes. With the art? Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. yeah. We drive that road quite a bit, not 30, but 84. And if you, you should plan because there's not a lot of rest stops. Yeah. So if you end up taking 30, you can pull into the Wakina Falls rest area and there is beautiful art on the bathroom building. And um, then you can, you know, cross the street to the actual falls that are just this long cascade that just pours down the hill. And it's actually, especially when the water's high, it's kind of raging, which is cool. So, yeah. 
Um, Multnomah Falls, though. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Multnomah is the number one tourist destination in all of Oregon. And it's that beautiful because Oregon offers quite a bit. But there's so many other waterfalls. There are. I think are better. Waterfall Alley, actually, on a on a on a most days, you can see. I think (laughs) my son and I have counted 14 waterfalls. Oh, really? Just, just like as you're driving the road? Unnamed. Yeah, just you can see from the road. It's pretty gorgeous. But just because it's popular, don't discount Multnomah. It's beautiful. Ew, oh, no, I know, I know it's beautiful. It's packed all the time, but, you know, it's that beautiful. And people come from all around the world. I love that you can just kind of hang out there and listen to all kinds of languages from all around the world. Everyone enjoys a beautiful, epic waterfall. I feel like we do always see tour busts. Mm-hmm. Tour busts? <laughs> <laughs> tour buses. Um, pulled over there, but yeah. So with Multnomah Falls, you can both just view the falls from the base and it's beautiful on its own, or you can do the hike up to the bridge and actually it's open again. So you can cross over, um, in front of the splash pool. So it's not like you're right underneath the falls, but you'll probably get wet if the water's pretty high. Um, and then there's some other hikes that you can do going out of there as well. So it's another good hiking spot. Um, in the winter that if you, want to google it because i'm not going to put it in the show notes multnomah falls in the snow is super duper pretty because of all the icicles that form when we actually drove by a couple weeks ago you you were driving so you didn't really get to see it but gosh that was really pretty because there was ice just covering the cliff yeah it's beautiful is the gift shop open during that time i know what's really great about it you can go inside and get some hot chocolate oh yeah and in the summer humongous ice cream cones as well at the outdoor concessions there you go Look at all these bonuses. <laughs> yeah, because there's the Lodge at Multnomah Falls. the important Falls. stuff. <laughs> Huge ice cream cones. Yeah, yeah. The Lodge at Multnomah Falls has the restaurant there. And then there's the gift shop that you're talking about. They have outdoor concessions because it does get crazy. Again, nice bathrooms. And the restaurant's pretty swanky. It's pretty nice. It is. Nice. Yeah, we haven't eaten there. Beautiful. But I've seen people sitting like up in the window. And, and have you hiked to the top? We haven't done the top. We've done the bridge and crossed and gone to like... As far as you can go without being dangerous. I've done it with Henry when he was like six. So, I mean, you can go up with, you know, fairly young kids that are aware and, and know how to be good hikers. Um, I remember once he brought a little, you know, car that he was into at the time all the way up the entire hike. It was It's probably a mile or more. Yeah. I should look that up. I'll look exact. it up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, be exact with that. And it, it does... Get your heart rate going. There's some steeper it is a really st- of it. The basic hike of just to the bridge is steep. <laughs> and then for some reason, getting to the top of an epic waterfall like that is pretty, it's almost anticlimactic because it, as it's going over, <laughs> it just looks like a trickle. And then you see it yeah. from afar. The view really is the bottom. Yeah. beautiful waterfall. Good times. Yeah, so Multnomah Falls. It's it's cool. I guess it's worth it that it is the it is most gorgeous. popular tourist attraction in Oregon. But... um. On like a side note, side trip, if you're ever down in like the Roseburg area and you want to go to the Thundering Waters Trail, it's the highway that goes out through Umpqua National Forest. And that's where you get Tokatee Falls and a whole bunch of others. But Tokatee Falls, I think, is so much cooler than Multnomah Falls. Okay. But that's just me. It's pretty amazing there. Waterfalls. I know. There's so many in Oregon. Gentle and powerful at the same time. Yeah. Um, So next up is the Oneon... How do you say that? Oneonta? Oneonta. Oneonta? Oneonta. 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 I think that's it. That rings a bell. Ooh, Oneonta. Yeah. So it's spelled... O-N-E-O-N-T-A. <laughs> there so you go. So how would you like to say that? 
Oneonta, Oneonta Gorge is really cool. It's really beautiful. It's when you think about moss-covered Oregon, you're probably thinking about that. Um, you walk down the mossiest, most dangerous-looking little staircase to the creek bed, and then you just walk mostly through the creek um, as far as you are allowed. There was a pretty bad um, slide, and then after the big fire, what was it, the Camp Creek fire? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was that was in 1919. Uh, I was going to say 1999. What was two years ago? In my mind, apparently, it's 2001. 2017. 2017. Yes. In, in September, was it? August? No, it was 4th of July, actually, that a teenage young man was trying to impress a young lady and decided to throw a firecracker into the off the cliff and start a humongous forest fire. And you so, could see it from across it the river. It was so no, scary. Sparks actually started a fire on the Washington side across the Columbia River. It was yeah. a huge, huge fire. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate. So with that, they ended up closing the gorge. So you can't actually hike all the way through it anymore. But um, you, if if and when they choose to reopen it fully, um, it is something that you need to be ready with water shoes. And you can hike through. The water usually goes up to your knees, maybe up to your hips in a couple spots. But um, it's not appropriate with tiny kids. It's <laughs> the more adventurous yeah. hiker. Yeah, I did it with the kids going all the way to the huge boulder. Jeez. Yeah, and Oliver made the call when it was no longer safe, and we turned around. Good job, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were going to say something. Oh, no? Feel free to interject. I was just going to say, it sounds like a, a place for adventurous adults. It is for adventurous adults. That's what my little headline says in the blog post. <laughs> my second favorite, though, um, next to Multnomah is definitely Horsetail Falls, because oh. you can walk behind. What a great segue. Yeah, you can walk behind the waterfall, which just kind of always feels a little magical, don't you think? Oh, I love it. That's where especially... the fairies live. Is it? For sure. Okay. Good times. I thought it was gnomes. Them too. <laughs> So maybe we should just like transition into talking about Silver Falls State Park because that has the really remember the falls that, you, that we walked behind and anyways different another oh, different podcast wow we need to just have a whole bunch of waterfall podcasts about yeah, Oregon really um, but yeah Horsetail Falls is super cool and it's got a really good parking area also so you can stop which that gets tricky on that really narrow Highway 30. Yeah, if you can do it not on a weekend, you will be glad you did yeah. because these waterfall um, destinations get very crowded on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So if you do go, make sure you pack your lunch and your water and make a day of it because you may be behind a lot of people or waiting for parking, or but it's worth it. Yeah. It's gorgeous. But Horsetail Falls is the last of the big ones that you'll see. And then, like Kelly was saying, there's just countless waterfalls as you're driving. So, um, yeah, enjoy. It's super great, beautiful. Um, and then that moves you from that, either heading into Hood River or going up the hill and doing the Fruit Loop. Lots of wineries, lots of orchards. Um, Cider. Cherries, peaches. You pick. Apples. You pick. Yeah. yeah. You pick is always fun. Blueberries in July are really special. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. So it's... Just this whole area that is in between all the waterfalls and then the main city of Hood River. Um, and there's signs that guide you along the Fruit Loop. So even if you weren't planning on it, if you see something that says Fruit Loop, you can just follow that. It's going to guide you up. It'll bring you back down into Hood River. So you don't even need your GPS, which is great. 
That is a handy so. tip. I know, right? Yeah. And then um, the other, if you're going on the Fruit Loop, it actually takes you up to the Western Antique Aeroplane and Automobile Museum. That is so cool. Have you gotten to go there now? Yes. Because when we, when we took the kids, you hadn't gone yet, I don't no, think. No, I know. We went. Henry's been bugging me to go, so we finally made it, and it is really cool. Yeah. It's so, as an abbreviation, you can call it WAM. W A A A M. Ooh. Hey. I wonder if this records in stereo like that. So, um, what was your favorite part about the museum? I liked when the kids were able to go and actually um, sit in one of the model helicopters and we could get pictures of them. So, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, they have a really amazing collection. So, it's really great to walk around, but when you get to see the kids interact with something, that's pretty cool. You know, and I'm trying to think when we were also, when we were there, they had, um, they were giving everybody rides just in vintage cars, just around like the airstrip. That was definitely the highlight. (laughs) There was this one lady who was riding, I think it was hers, but it was like this basically like a a giant tricycle, but it was motorized. I mean, it had a huge front wheel. And then, of course, the small wheels in the back, and she was sitting up very high. But it was like a motorcycle, so it had an engine and everything. But it was so old school, and she was just, like, putting around on it. Well, you guys were in that really cool <laughs> vintage car. I don't even remember what it was, but um, but it was it was pretty cool it was, to see. Yeah, we were in, like, a surfer Woody Mobile type thing. Yeah. But, no, that's right. I forgot about her. She was in her 80s and... Riding her crazy trike. Yeah, she was uh, she was <laughs> a lo- she she was a local person. And it's like she's there every year whenever they do this event. Everybody was cheering her on. It was really cool. Yeah, but no, that's that's I got to say that was a surprise to go to Wham, and really just enjoy it so much. It was kind of crazy. Well, and they had an amazing selection of just different aircraft. Everything that's motorized, unmotorized, like cool gliders, like. Um, amazing original items that uh, have great historic significance in, you know, the story of flight. Yeah. And they teach flying there as well. Huh. Really? Yes. Have you taken flying lessons? Uh, no, but Henry's excited too when he's old enough. I think you have to be 14. Oh, really? Yeah. That you young? You can start pretty early before driving. Okay, cool. Terrifying too. I, know, like, just, <laughs> I don't I just, think I'm going to tell him that. I, I not. You have to be 25. Yeah, <laughs> scary. But no, so that's um that's a big bonus to driving on the Fruit Loop is going by the Wham, and then that takes you down into Hood River itself. Which it's funny, we actually I feel like we spend a lot of time in Hood River, but as I'm thinking about it, I, I think we just kind of drive through and maybe we just drink beer there. Yeah, I think we mostly go to Full Sail and hang out there or Double Mountain. There's quite a few good breweries. Um, little We've been to Freem a few times. Really nice art, artisan uh, jewelry and crafts shop. Twigs is probably my favorite store in Hood River. There's um, a really cool toy store in downtown Hood yes, River too. That is a really good one and the name is going to escape me right now. But um, <laughs> You can't miss it though because the downtown core of Hood River, it's just, it's, I mean, it's one one main street with some little offshoots kind of you you can't miss it it's, it's one main drag. yeah, yeah. For sure. it's really great for just strolling finding food um but then down if you head down towards the event site that is the area down on the river that's where everybody is putting in their um windsurfing for windsurfing and kayaking and other boating type things um and we couldn't figure out what that whole area was called 
Oh, I had to find the name of the oh. toy store because I know it was cute. It's <laughs> Golly, G- what is it? G Willikers. <laughs> hey. G Willikers. G Willikers. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> Hood River actually got on the map uh, originally because of agriculture and apples and pears and peaches and cherries and really is a huge hub for agriculture in Washington and Oregon. Um, we kind of talk about them interchangeably when you live in the gorge because there's just a bridge and we go across the bridge if we absolutely have to from Washington. It's kind of a thing. Um, but it became quite well known for windsurfing in the 80s. And so uh, the event site, as it's called, is where you can go take windsurfing lessons. You can rent all the equipment for supping, stand-up paddleboarding. Because um, it's got some nice little bays coming right off the Columbia River. And the the other thing that's really fun to watch there is kiteboarding, which has gotten to be a really big activity in the gorge and world-renowned as far as um, kiteboarding goes. Yeah, it's actually... So when we drive from the Seattle area down to where Kelly and her family live, we get to drive on Highway 14, which is on the Washington side. And there are days when we can go and there will be 60 kiteboarders just in the middle of the river right outside of Hood River, just... Catch an air. Flying. Yes, yeah. literally flying. It's insane to it's watch. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. It's also kind of scary to watch. It it's, is. There's a lot of pretty high adrenaline sports that happen in the gorge. People and and people move there often because of that. So there's skiing, kiteboarding, windsurfing, um, the hiking, the mountain biking. River kayaking. The river kayaking. And it's also, yeah. it's the Hood River is kind of the gateway to Mount Hood, yeah? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, Mount Hood for skiing and um, snowshoeing and telemark skiing and cross-country skiing. and. So where do you guys like to go skiing? So um, that's not something that I enjoy, so our family doesn't do it. Okay, so Meadows <laughs> is probably the greatest. Mount Hood uh, Meadows? Most, Mount Hood Meadows is most family-friendly and... Has something for everyone, double black diamonds and blue squares and triangles, whatever it is, a circle, I guess, blue circles. Sounds like I mean, a great easy. necklace. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I'm like, this sounds black like a kindergarten diamonds necklace. diamonds <laughs> is, is the big Heather Canyon and many big, beautiful bowls. If you're into skiing, you'll know what I mean. Cool. Yeah, and it does have snow longer than many mountains in the country, actually. So Mount Hood and Mount Baker, we're really blessed around here to have the mountains and the snow that we have hopefully it, for a couple more years yeah. anyway so is there anything else that's kind of famous up in the mount hood ski areas um there's cosmic tubing okay. is that what you're talking about no oh, no the timberline Lodge. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, have you ever seen the movie i have never actually watched the full movie of the shining, the shining. i first saw the shining when i like it was my second day working at a lodge in remote alaska at the figures. end of the summer. Yeah. And don't want to watch it they were watching The Shining, and I was like, what is this movie? It's bad. Yeah, so the it's Timberline so Lodge, though. Is that, that's photographed, yeah. Yeah, so when you watch The Shining, you see the exterior shots, and you see this epic snow lodge. That's the Timberline Lodge at Mount Hood. It's really beautiful. It's, it's very historic and just exactly what you're looking for in a quintessential lodge experience. Only without, like, it's the gorgeous. twins and the, like, red guy. Rum, yeah. Red rum. No, none of that. Good. Not, I mean, not. It's more magical. Than it that. is. It is beautiful. It's really worth the trip for sure. Cool. Well, I think that we should probably wrap up there because we can we can keep on going and just continue following the Columbia River through the gorge forever. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll leave you with that image of like red rum and the twins. <laughs> okay, so 
Fine, we don't have to. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> so instead of that, let's <coughs> let's just wrap up this episode by saying that the easiest way to go and explore Hood River and the waterfall area is either a day trip from Portland. Or you could, um, we just stayed at the Society Hotel over in Bingen, which is directly across the water from Hood River. So on the you, Washington side. It's on the Washington side. So when we record our episode about that, then we'll talk about that some more. But um, yeah, no, so there's some really great places to be able to do that. We went and we stayed at the, um, right off, right off the event site at the really new, nice new um, Hampton Inn that was right there. So that was cool being right off the river. And that's right in Hood River. Yeah, that's right in Hood River. Like it's smack waterfront, dab. The waterfront area has a lot of new restaurants and bars and is a fun place to be able to just walk around and eat good food. And It has rock walls that kids can climb to. A great place to practice uh, windsurfing. The Hook is a good place to put in your board there and give it a try before you head out into the Wild River. Yeah, so if you're, if you're planning on staying in the Hood River area, then voila easy if you want to be right down in that area especially in the summertime so cool well that's all i have to say at this time i could go on and on and I on know. and on about the gorge i, I know love it. it's a beautiful place Come so see us. but yeah we'll a different day we'll record some more because okay. yeah i i can do it too so well thanks for hanging out with us again and um, be sure to check the show notes on twotraveldads.com. Look for the episode that is titled The Columbia Waterfall Area and Hood River. And then, um, yeah, tune in for more fun. We're going to really dig into Oregon in the next couple weeks and share more of our favorite spots. So say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be a guest on the Two Travel Dads podcast or would like to sponsor it, go ahead and visit us at bit.ly slash 2TDwork. <laughs>